this text because I don't say that word. I'm not saying you have to read this text. You look at it and see if you want to read it. Um, the, uh, one at the... What? One on the right on the bottom. What? But no. You don't have to read that if you don't want to. But No. Uh, no. Okay. I that's thought so, the, that's I, childish. I thought the sign-off was kind of fun. Oh. <laughs> K-T-I-O-F-O-A. Keep thinking it's okay to fart on the air. What? That is a scurrilous accusation. There's an accusation, but Why? we deny it. I never. So another guy, oh, were we going to do a late-night joke off We have off a late-night joke oh, off. Is it worth a damn? Then on the front page of USA Today, the NFL anthem about to be center stage again. Dun, 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 dun. That is the big problem the NFL has, but they've got more than that. Okay. The NFL is headed for a train wreck. I want to talk about that. Mm. Um, I don't watch sports anymore, but it's interesting. It's the biggest sport in America. First, though, the late-night joke-off. We'll have a couple of comedians square off, tell a joke about the same topic. I'll grade them, and then the bottom give you a band for life. <laughs> Joe seems to have lost enthusiasm for this. Yeah, bit. well. Yeah. The president held a rally last night where he showed that unlike those coastal elites, he knows what everyday Americans are going through. You know, if you go out and you want to buy groceries, you need a picture on a card. You need ID. He thinks they card you at the grocery store? It might clear things up if you know that the grocery store is South Florida's top gentleman's club. At a rally in Florida last night, President Trump falsely claimed that photo ID is required to buy groceries in the United States. Dude, what you eating for dinner? Rental cars? <laughs> you know, if you go out and you want to buy groceries, you need... A picture on a card. You need ID. Something tells me this guy has never been grocery shopping. So I assumed when he said that he meant you have to show your ID because you're using your credit card. I thought that's what he meant. but Yeah, I, but I, as usual with Trump, it's hard to figure out what he means. <laughs> I do wonder if he's ever shopped in a grocery store. That's he certainly may question. not have. I would guess no. Remember, that was the big well, knock. Well, I don't know. That was he grew one. up in Queens and everything, yeah. I don't know. His dad was a developer. but Yeah. That was a knock on H.W. Uh, Bush, right? Once he uh He was appeared, amazed by the milk, by the scanner at a store. Appeared to be <gasps> amazed by the scanner. But um, he, he, I don't know what we expect out of some of these, these people. Um, he had been at high levels of the government at that point for 20 years. Mm-hmm. No, he's not going to the grocery store as the CIA director or the, the vice president or... Any of those things over the last 20 years. Yeah. But, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Although I also get, I mean, he never stopped on the way home because Barbara said we're out of bread. Uh, I do. I do. Yes, I absolutely do get politicians talk to me about what real life's like when you've never rented a car. You've never been to a grocery store. You you haven't worried. You haven't known what your energy bill was or paid your energy bill Ever or in many, many years, Nancy Pelosi would fit into that crowd. Sure. When's the last time she sat down with, what's our air conditioning bill, PG&E, $400? we got to turn. Has she ever done that in her life? No, no. She's super wealthy elitist. Eggs cost how much now? Y- right? Yeah, like, she, oh, but could she guess within $10 what a dozen eggs cost? Or many of the people in the government? I don't know. So uh, back to the grading. Samantha B with a solid B9. A minus, not a bad effort. Seth Myers, B plus, stronger, better punchline. And uh, Trevor Noah with, uh, I mean, it was not even identifiable as a joke, Uh-oh. hardly. It was a C minus plus, as always. Oh, wow, that was he, before. He will be deducted a full grade for being a foreigner. <laughs> so that's a D minus. What is he eating, rental cars? That's Trevor, a pretty funny punchline. That really is a funny punchline. <laughs> Trevor Noah, the bottom vote getter's band. 
from Comedy for Life. So, um, the uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's show, which uh, nobody's watching but everybody's talking about, has claimed another hide, or, or it seems uh, to have some uh, GOP activist from Georgia. They're, they're calling for his uh, firing because uh, allegedly. He said something disparaging about Hispanics, but I can't find what he said. In one scene, he did hide in a giant pinata, while another participant is dressed as a woman. How do these people go along with this stuff? Now, Roy Moore, have you seen the one with Roy Moore? I have not. I Roy, heard about it. But... I don't know that Roy Moore really fell for anything other than believing that this person was an Israeli security expert, and it looks like a person in a lot of makeup and a plastic mask. But... uh Mr. Cohen claimed that he had a wand that they had in Israel that they could wave over people and figure out who's a pedophile or not, and they would use it at schools and stuff like that. Oh, boy. And he's just kind of showing it to him, and then it, he gets it closer to Roy Moore, and it starts beeping. Oh, he says, boy. well, that's weird. Is this thing not working? And they wave it on Roy Moore, and it's beeping. Because yeah. it's supposed to only beep when it's near a pedophile. Okay, we get the joke, right? Yeah. Yeah, Roy Moore is probably a pedophile. Um, uh, but I, I did hear some conservative commentators say this, and I think they're right. If if we're going this direction, and we are, where there's more of a blur between entertainment and politics and stuff like that, conservatives need to recognize that the left is way better at this. Huh? I mean, like by nine million times. And if this is going to be a tool of of making points, political points that that grab people's attention. It's not even going to be a close contest. Yeah, well, you've got uh, James O'Keefe on the right, who does the hidden camera stuff mm-hmm. and dupes people into accidentally telling the truth. Um, but I've never heard him do nearly, it for a humorous purpose. No, it's not. It's not funny and ridiculous. Um, and and uh, I, I, even if it were, it wouldn't get on the air. Uh, that's because a, of the leanings of the entertainment business. That's a tough field to play on. Yeah, for people from in, the right. In one of the earlier episodes, uh, Sasha Baron, in his this current go-round, did do a sit-down with Just Bernie. Barat, saves time. Borat. He sat down with, with Bernie Sanders, too. So he's at least attempting to punch it both ways. Mm. Um, but the stuff he was getting Bernie on wasn't nearly as headline-grabbing as a pedophile radar thing or whatever. What was he trying to dupe Bernie into saying? Uh, uh, the economic stuff, and Bernie was just kind of, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. $27! <laughs> So the NFL, it's August, so that means the NFL season is about to start and the national anthem controversy will be front and center again as they have a new policy and everybody's a little confused as to how that's going to work. Yeah, the uh, GQ, Gentleman's Quarterly, is doing a lot of long-form journalism lately. Um, and some of it's pretty good. You know, They obviously hire freelancers who crank them out 2,000 words and then they put it on the internet and why wouldn't they? Uh, but this is pretty good. It's a piece about the NFL by one Drew McGarry, whose work I'm not familiar with, but uh, the article's good. I'll just read you the lead, then maybe we'll jump back into it next segment. But there are two freight trains. They share a track. They're headed straight toward one another, destined to collide at full speed with great concussive force at a single convergence point. I'd watch that. Here's the first train, an NFL rule book that has been redacted and redlined and run through a babblefish translator until it looks like little more than a series of construction paper scribbles drawn by bored children. And then you've got the anthem thing, which I think is going to be bigger and worse this season than it's ever been. Really? Why? I want to hear, I want to hear your explanation of that. All right. Well, we'll get to that. Because it's pretty big and... 
Um, but and, uh, attention grabbing last year. Yeah, there is there's a rule change that you may or may not be familiar with. The, that is what the article is mostly about. Um, that is, will make the whole "what's a catch" thing look easy, um, and it will ruin football. But stay tuned, would you? You think the national anthem thing isn't hasn't peaked and is behind us? It's going to be worse. Mm, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll be right back with that. Flips through some tasteful Bigfoot erotica while you wait for us. What's that? Or more importantly. What's that? Bigfoot erotica? Right, exactly. Um, Or more importantly, listen to every single commercial, take notes, and call the sponsors because they support this here show. That's right. It is. Do a little business. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, everything having to be looked at with instant replay before they decide whether to call or not, that has ruined most sports for me. I think it is awful. (laughs) I watch sports my whole life. The number of con- uh, consequential calls that happen are like two in my entire in like in like thirty years of watching sports. <laughs> it's not worth that they got wrong that really mattered. Right. It's not worth every game being a half hour longer, all the momentum being ruined. So we go back and look at this, and then decide it's you got to get it right, Jack. Sanctity of the ya, game, do you? And then they get, it seems like they get it wrong just as much as they did before. <laughs> so then, what difference does it make? What have we accomplished? And you're saying that could happen more because the rules are so complicated. Yeah, well, if you're a football fan, you know this. And if you're not, I'll keep it very, very short. Um, Figuring out if a guy caught the football or not has become a bizarre exercise in illogic. And it ruins the game. As they look it over, over and over again, the guy catches it. He gets his feet down, then he goes out of bounds, and he stumbles, and then he fumbles and bumbles, and then the ball comes a little loose after he's 10 yards out of bounds, and he did not complete the procedure of a catch. I mean, it was just, (laughs) did he make a football move? Right, it was just bizarre and illogical. It was just people, you know, there are two problems with humanity. People think way too little, and they think way too much. (laughs) <laughs> um, and this was a way too much. So they, they claim to have fixed that. They probably haven't. But now they're quite appropriately concerned about the concussion issue or always remember this so you, so you know what you're talking about. It's not just concussions. It's blow after blow after blow after blow after blow to people's heads that scrambles their brain and gives them those serious problems. Concussions absolutely um, exacerbate it. They accelerate it. But it's just blow after blow to your dome. You could not get a concussion your entire career and have a ruined brain. Correct, yeah. In it's fact, the difference. What, <clears throat> it's the difference between like a knockout shot in a boxing match and getting jabbed in the face yeah. for a hundred times. In fact, that's right. with linemen. That's probably the case. Right. It absolutely is the case, and it starts the the moment you start playing uh, helmeted contact football. Uh, at any rate, so you're saying the human brain's not designed to be mashed into the wall over and over and over again? Not so much. Uh, the league has tweaked its rule in what is an appropriate exercise and concern for people's brains. But um, to quote this uh, piece in GQ of all places, that if you're just tuning in, now does like long-form journalism plus fashionable suits. Uh, Short suits. The, uh, 
The league tweaks its rules in the offseason in a futile attempt to appease both viewers and their lawyers. Um, and the refs are trying to to f- help them figure out how to do this. The I'm not going to read you the entire rule, but you can't like use your head for anything. You can't lower your head. You can't bap somebody with your head. You can't have your head hit them first. And this includes uh, guys in the trenches, guys making tackles, running backs who see a guy ahead of them and say, yeah, and they lower their head. To, like to protect themselves instinctively. Now, some running backs use their head as a battering ram. I suppose it's their head they get to. It's always um, been that way. Well, right, but now they're trying to to prevent that, and so they've come up with this rule that at its birth, everybody's saying, I have no idea how to do this. I'm not sure what it means, and it will be absolutely impossible to referee the game of football. Are you talking about referees or players or both? Uh, all of the above and I, coaches. If I'm a running back, I think, how am I supposed to run through the line without my head hitting anybody? Yeah. Uh, this rule change uh, represents <clears throat> the NFL's latest token attempt to make an inherently unsafe game safe enough for critics, class action lawyers, and potentially skittish peewee moms. Can't be it done. It won't work, but no, you already knew that. Yeah. Can't be done. If you've ever played football, a guy makes the point, hell, if you played any sport, you know that not knowing what to do is very bad. If you don't know your assignment, if you aren't quite sure what's legal and what's not, you are probably going to F up. And then he makes a funny reference to his own sports career, but uh, it uh, adversely affects your performance. Football is perhaps the sport that suffers the most from this kind of technical ignorance. Sometimes you can wing it on a basketball court, but football is a hideously violent sport that demands that you not only know what you're doing, but also demands that you drill that knowledge into your mind and bones until it becomes simple reflex. I, 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 but the uh, NFL, the, the rule change, the NFL has uh, left essentially every player, coach, and team in the dark. The helmet rule is especially tricky because offensive players and linemen have been allowed to lower their helmets since forever, and it's nearly impossible to take that protective reflex away from them over the course of a single off season. Well, God, especially if he did it all through high school and college. It's going to be weird. I'm not exactly sure how that's going to look or how that's going to work. You yeah. know, hold your head back as you're trying to block somebody to make sure your head doesn't make contact with them? Yeah, yeah. And weird. he says... um, it's going to look like absolute S. Not only is this rule, or lack thereof, going to result in low-quality play, but it's not going to protect anyone from getting hurt. Won't the first play of the first game, there'll be a whistle for illegal use of the head or something? Yeah. And then they'll look at it over and over, and everybody will discuss it. And... Over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah, so that might make me tune in just for that. And then the national anthem thing, why do you think that's going to be worse this year? Here's why, and I could be wrong, which is the first time that's ever been uttered in the history yeah, of talk radio. Don't say that on talk yeah. radio. Um, During the Colin Kaepernick and immediate aftermath era, and he is still easily good enough to be on an NFL roster. He's the afro commie. He's, well, thank you for serving that constituency. Um <laughs> Uh, he's absolutely good enough. He's just such a PR nightmare that no team will hire him. And, and I it's can a shame understand it. Because he's a well-meaning young man. I think he's misguided. Sure. But you would want there ain't him. a human being on earth who doesn't say he's a hell of a nice fellow. Well, right. And he got And he's not going to uh, beat up his kids or his wife. or you know, He's not going to do any of that Kick stuff. Kick his turtle. He has an <laughs> enormous turtle. It's his pet. But a tortoise, he, whatever it is. He is going to have you to uh, cause you everybody, all the coaches and all the players, to have to answer questions everywhere you go, which is distracts from your right. your goals. Right, yeah, unfortunately. I, and again, I disagree with him. I think he's misguided. But, you know, I get him. 
And I respect people who have courage. And he has courage. Cut your hair, commie! All right. So anyway, back to uh, the the gist of the thing. Back in, in the era prior to this season, nobody was quite sure what to do or what the rule was or, or who ought to act how and 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 it was all kind of you know it was it was a, a feel, go by feel thing and a lot of people were mad some people were supportive some players stood up some sat down Trump. some held hand on the sideline which is a little you know what if you ask me but wow uh trump <laughs> trump mentioned and we stand for the national anthem right. at the rally there that in the crowd went <clears throat> crazy right well now the league in a floundering, floundering attempt to please everybody, or at least not enrage everyone, instituted this policy where each team could pass their own rule. And so there are all sorts of different... That was rescinded, wasn't it, Sean, like a day later or something? Because, I mean, the moment they uttered it, everybody said, that's terrible, and they rescinded (laughs) But so now you have... There are... I think I understand that idea. So if you're in Dallas, you can say, yeah, we got to stand here in the crowd. Most of your crowd would be okay with that. In San Francisco, you don't have to make them. Right, which is fine until you run up against the players and the crowds. There are teams that will uh, all kneel, except they they had the rule where you can't you got to stand if you if you don't like the anthem, stay in the uh, stay in the locker room. But there are plenty of players who are saying, "No, that's silencing us, et cetera, et cetera." So anyway, what I'm driving at is there are now attempts at rules being in place, and people are no longer feeling their way. But it'll be a it'll be an infraction. It'll be violating a rule. There will be sanctions and punishments for doing one thing or the other. Will they be fines or will they be like uh, uh, they blow the whistle before the kickoff? The three players didn't stand. We'll assess the penalty on the kickoff. No, it'll be they're f- kicking off from the forty. Right? No, it'll be fine type <laughs> okay. stuff or suspensions and that sort of stuff. But now you're going to have people whose wallets and careers are going to be impacted specifically by what they do. And and then you've got, you know, people, activist types on both sides of the issue are going to have something very specific to be pissed off about. Oh, sure you and get. you're going to have some activist black player keeping in mind how much of the league is black. Is it it's 80 uh, percent or something like that of the it's NFL is high. close. Yeah, is uh, yeah African-American fellers, if you prefer that term. I don't like it because it's silly because um, I know plenty of uh, Americans from Africa who are white anyway. um uh, with that percentage uh, of black people, if if enough guys think that it's gonna it's gonna come to loggerheads, it's gonna be well, then, a train wreck. What about your fan base? I mean, you got that whole thing. Well, they are the customers, and th- th- that's the fan base showing up to the games. Then you got the TV viewers, which it's gone down by double digits several years in a row. Yeah, um, and that might not even be related to this stuff. It might just be, hey, there are other things to do. So I don't know. Time machine, the year twenty forty one. Daddy, what was the NFL? telling you it's a big deal at one point i heard they're playing the super bowl at the local park this weekend you want to go <laughs> that's nah, right not really they couldn't find two teams <laughs> danny that's our little kid voice talking to his dad marshall's news coming up next i assume it's about trump is that right always always friggin' about friggin' trump <laughs> stay tuned <laughs> the armstrong and getty show <laughs> So if you're a fan of late night radio, you might know who Art Bell was. He died a while back, but it just came out today that he died of prescription overdose like so many people have. Wow. Wow. It wasn't aliens that got him. It was 
the worst drug epidemic we've ever had in our nation's history. The poltergeist in your garden shed. What has it done to your lawnmower? Well, Art, every time I turn on my lawnmower, the spirit of my dearly departed granddaddy comes out of the exhaust pipe. How long has this been happening? That was the Art Bell show. His show was amazing. But, um... You could not say anything ridiculous enough for him to reject it. I would like to uh, know more. Did he start this recreational and killed him? Or did he have, you know, a health problem and got started that way? That God, if you don't go into any pain pills with real trepidation, you're making a mistake. Right. Like you're handling a venomous snake would be my A loaded advice. gun in your hand. Yeah. Wow. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, that massive car fire near Redding in Northern California is almost 5,000 acres bigger this morning, and containment has stalled. Uh-oh. Cal Fire's morning update puts the total acres burned at just under 126,000. Containment is the same. It stands at uh, 35%. How much effect do they do they have? I, I've heard read various things about this from firefighters, you know, talking off the record Maybe it varies from fire to fire, but I've heard people say, you know, the containment has a lot to do with when it just gets done burning stuff up or the wind shifts or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, There's only so much we can do when these things get, you know, really big and crazy. We were talking. I don't know. We were talking the other day about why there are so many more wildfires, and and some people actually disputed that via the email. But um, and it is warmer, you know, lately than it was, you know, a while back. I'm not getting into science denier. What? Uh, we're not getting into that. We got into that yesterday. But yeah. uh, there were there were a number of people who pointed out not long ago the forests were logged and maintained, sawmills up and down the Sierras, Cascades, and Coastal Range Mountains. Uh, the spotted owl environmentalists and government regulations stopped the logging industry. Um, you also have the put-out-every-fire uh, practice right. for years and years and right. years, which made the forests unnaturally dense. Because God wants the forests to burn every so often. That's how uh, pine, that's how conifers, their, their seeds germinate. Yes, yes. Um, and we put out everything, so we got these incredibly uh, dense forests. And then uh, a gent pointed out that growing up in the southern Oregon area in the 70s and 80s, we had a Navy SEAL-level training center for Forest Service smoke jumpers, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and they were always ready, trained, um, but it's been dismantled in the last 20 years or so. And uh, and it's all contracted out, or a lot of it's contracted uh-huh. out, and it's slower, it's expensive, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's more money is being devoted to you know handing handing it out, income redistribution, less to the fundamental purposes, the core competencies of government, in my opinion. At least we can get straws off the street. Finally. Shifting gears, the Trump administration unveiling its plan to roll back car pollution rules. It would freeze regulations requiring car makers to build cleaner, more fuel-efficient models and would challenge the rights of states like California to set their own emission standards. Now, New York's Attorney General quick to respond, saying she's going to sue. Barbara Underwood leads a coalition of 20 attorneys general, calling the proposal reckless and illegal and says it's going to make Americans breathe Dirtier air while paying higher prices at the gas pump. Well, there, this is a, this is more complicated than it sounds yeah. because to a certain extent, when you put these mileage restrictions on the car companies, what they do is they make a car or two that get 40 miles to the gallon that very few people buy, <laughs> but right. they make them mm-hmm. so that brings down the, the average fleet. of their fleet yeah. and blah, blah, blah. 
it does that doesn't have a necessarily any effect on the air. It just makes the car company make a car that nobody wants or very few people want to bring down their averages. Right. Which is true of so much uh, bureaucratic uh, regulation. Companies find ways to follow the letter of the law and evade the spirit of it. Because people mostly want um, really big stuff. That There's way more demand for that than there is for the tiny things that get 40 miles a gallon. Just is. Transportation Security Administration is uh, is prompting a lot of talk today. They're considering supposedly ending security screening of passengers at smaller airports around the country to focus their efforts at the largest airports. If the change is made, screening would end at about 150 airports that serve planes with 60 seats or less. TSA said in their statement that no decision's been made. Any changes would come after a, quote, risk assessment to ensure the security of the aviation system. This sounds like at least half a ploy to get more funding. So if you're missing 95% of the bombs that go through at major airports, how are you doing at the smaller airports? Right. Oh, boy. And that is something. I'm glad you brought that up because that, that does tie into what they're saying. Well, we only have limited resources, so we've got to cut back somewhere. Sure. So we'll cut back at the smaller airports. How about sure. cut back on certain little three-year-olds? And old women. Yeah. All right, we've got a a bit of a controversy. Is it worth a trillion dollars or not? According to multiple reports, Apple is the first American company to hit a market value of one trillion dollars. Yahoo Finance Data, the platform Apple uses for its own stocks app, reports the tech giant reached the milestone this morning, and yes, Siri has agreed. The market cap for Apple is 1.01 trillion. But Google Finance is now saying Apple is still below the $1 trillion mark. Bing it! (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, I hope this gets solved before I go to bed at night, because I'm not going to get to sleep if I don't know. I know, you'll be tossing and turning, and that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here, Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So that CDC warning, I forget, did they say we should or shouldn't be reusing condoms? I think it was. I think the CDC said we should wash and reuse. No, they said we should should not. Yeah, because it could be dangerous. It's a sick enough. According to the CDC. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so if you've been doing that, stop. <laughs> oh my God! You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. Jason Aldean is selling his house. He's the biggest artist in the biggest music format in America. Selling his $9 million crazy rural castle because he needs something bigger. He's having, a, having another kid, so 9,000 square feet won't do it. Wow. Need a bigger house. Um, according to Forbes, he made $45 million last year. So apparently some people still make money in the music business. Yeah. $45 million. That's income inequality. It actually is. They're the big fish than everybody else. But yeah, what yeah, are you in the do? music industry. Well, that's <clears> the way <throat> it is move now. to a universe where it's not that way. That's what I would say. He left his first wife for a uh, American Idol star that he met at some party. And that happens. It does happen. What are you going to do? I don't know. <laughs> quite a uh, quite a debate going on in uh, beautiful San Diego. <clears throat> if you're not following this, this is a great example of. 
where my principles as a liberty-loving, less-regulation guy are tested because I have a lot of sympathy for the more regulation crowd. Talking about short-term rentals like the Airbnb phenomenon, there are many more uh, purveyors of this sort of thing than than that, but a lot of controversy at the city council in San Diego. <clears throat> They're moving ahead with new regulations that say, if I understand it essentially and all this stuff, you got to read it three times to comprehend what it's saying, but if you're going to do a short-term rental, you can only do it where you live. You can't, like, have a house that you do it all the time. The, uh, you know, a good, a good way to understand the debate is people are saying, I own this property, I can do what I want with it, as you've made the argument many times. If there are laws broken as I use my property the way I want to use it, then I will answer to the law mm. or try to get it changed. If people are being too loud, you call the Noise, cops. Noise, litter, yeah. whatever. Um, the, the, the sign uh, that many people opposing it have been popping up on, <clears throat> or posting rather on palm trees, says, neighborhoods are for neighbors, not vacation rentals. Because, I will tell you this, if there is a house that's constantly being used by short-term renters, hell, long-term renters to some extent, but short-term renters, it will be much less pleasant than if it's occupied by somebody who lives there. And cares about it. Yeah, it's a complete roll of the dice. Uh, um, during the when when people were buying houses and flipping them, house next to me when I lived in town, some super rich guy bought it and uh, was renting it out. Well, the first two uh, people that rented the place, quiet grad students, ran the place, mowed the lawn, didn't even know they were there. It was yeah. made no difference whatsoever. Nice. Then the next group right before I left. It was just a party house, and it was red solo cups in the yard, and music at three o'clock in the morning, and and trash, and just right. you know, you know, it's undeniable. If you live in a neighborhood, you have to get along with people, unless you're just a complete flaming a hole, and yeah, and you care about how nice the neighborhood is. Not a short term renter, and and often not even long term renter. So again, I totally get the concern. <clears throat> But here we get into government trying to do virtually anything. Councilwoman Barbara Bry said of the new regulations, this respects the original spirit of the sharing economy. It is a true compromise, and it preserves our precious housing stock. This is only the first chapter, though. It will be up to us to craft an enforcement mechanism that will go into effect next year, uh, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> but the regulations which go into effect next July will still have to pass muster with the California Coastal Commission, which, if you're not familiar with it, is this weird extra-governmental governmental fiefdom that gets to rule on everything that happens within X miles of, of the ocean. Um, they generally favor vacation rentals as an affordable alternative to hotels. Um, even if the new rules are upheld, Councilman Alvarez predicted they will be unenforceable. I don't like to support things that give people a sense of false hope unless short-term rental hosts who refuse to comply with the new rules are somehow forbidden from advertising their properties on a short-term rental pr- platform. So this There's is- another lawsuit. They'll continue to operate and dare the city to shut them down. And then one more thing from uh, Councilman Sherman. He, he dared property owners in Mission Beach, which has long been a, a vacation rental uh, hotspot. People in Mission Beach, sue us. Sue us now. We're taking your property with the signature of this thing today. 
So if I own my house and I want to rent it out to people who want to come stay for the weekend or whatever, I absolutely think I should be able to do that. Mm -hmm. It's my house, and obviously I have a great interest in who I let in it and all that sort of stuff. But the buying another house and then turning it into a hotel, I'm not sure that works. It doesn't work for the neighbors, but it is a pretty clear property rights question that my people tend to come down on on the side of, you own it, you get to do what you want with it unless you violate existing laws. Mm-hmm. The problem is, though, and, and we've already touched on this a little bit, is is enforcement. Um, oh, you know, it's just kind of a funny side note. Uh, the, the meeting got off to a rocky start when the city attorney advised the council that they probably ought to delay because there was a mistake written in the description of the regulations, which might be a violation of the Brown Act, and they argued about that for a while. Um, but so... What they're saying is there is no way to enforce this short of doing things everybody would find abhorrent. And so everybody's whipped up and angry and posting signs and the rest of it. And, and where it ends, nobody knows. Is the sweet spot on like the Airbnb thing? It's just got it's got to be a house you live in. Well, that's what they're going for. And and I understand that as a compromise. I, I have to noodle through and appeal to some of my gurus for uh, advice on anything beyond that but uh, i get the appeal it is your home you have a great interest in who's there how they treat the place how they treat your neighbors getting sure. back to the whole responsibility to the neighborhood thing um well and you know they point out it, it, it raises clear constitutional issues uh, right of association well and also uh, just Again, if I own my house, if I live in my house, I should be able to charge somebody a hundred bucks to come stay in my house if they want to. I don't right. think that's anybody's business. Right. But if I own a house across town or in a different city and I'm renting it out, how's that not a hotel at that point and subject to everything that hotels are subject to? It's a reasonable question. Uh, I also, you know, I know you despise. Uh, I, I actually, Lots I hate things. them too. Well, right, soup. That's yeah. I was going to go with one specific, but <laughs> shorts. Um, shorts. shorts. When was the last time you wore short pants? The nineteen seventies. Outside of being uh, at a beach. Yes. Jeez, I don't know. Fifteen, twenty years. Yesterday, in my case, <laughs> I'd be wearing shorts right now if I thought. Uh, I'd pass that as a law. People over a certain age, <laughs> men over a certain age, shouldn't force us to look at their legs. I would or never wear socks not, or long pants again. If certainly I could, not their feet. I'm a wooden Jimmy to, Buffett. Who's the new Jimmy Buffett? What's his name? The the handsome fellow who may be gay. Kenny Chesney. Kenny Chesney. Got That's a new the album one. out. Right. The new Jimmy Buffett. I would be sailing and drinking rum all the time. I think it in should be short a, pants. It should be against the law for me to be at a restaurant or in a grocery store and have to see. An, uh, a middle-aged man's legs and feet. Damn you, I say. Just damn you. disgusting. And your oppression. Your oppression of my shins. So, anyway, uh, where was I? Uh, I was having a, a compromise, a rental cross town. Oh, I know you despise homeowners association Nazis. Absolutely. And we all do, the Nazis. But I live right now in a place with a homeowners association. Actually, the last couple of places I, I live have. Um, because you can voluntarily... Join together and have a pact that in order to, you know, protect the property values or because we like it or whatever, we all agree as a private association, you can't do short term rentals. And if everybody agrees that as a private association, I have no problem with it whatsoever. No, it's I don't, a question of the government. I don't care either. I'm not going to live there, but I have no problem with other people doing it. Right. Yeah. It's uh, when the city council steps in and says, no, nobody can do this. 
That, oh boy, no, the city councils, yeah, shouldn't be in the, in that in that world. And then, you know, now we're getting into really philosophical territory. But if you are going to have a society like um, this one that has a zillion laws, many of which are routinely flouted, and never enforced, it, it completely lowers the respect for law in general. Unless you're black, then they call 911. Oh, for God's sake. And, and then uh, I YouTube it. And I put it on uh, YouTube, and I give them a, a fancy name, like... Uh, or an insulting nickname. Yeah. Right. Oh, Airbnb Johnny calls the cops on <laughs> right. the black family. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, and so you've got... To, nobody has any idea what the law is. The laws you know about, most people ignore most of them. Nothing ever happens except some poor son of a bitch who has a rental home in, you know, Ocean Beach or whatever... Is going to get busted, and then it becomes it becomes a cause celeb, and he's angry, and they're angry, and the rest of it. There's no way to run a society. I was just thinking, my hypothetical doesn't really work in that nobody would pay to stay at my house. <laughs> College kids traveling from youth hostel to youth hostel would say, "I'll sleep in the ditch out by the highway." <laughs> I appreciate the offer for free, oh, but oh, oh, oh boy! <laughs> I think your couch is moving. <laughs> Oh, my. So if you get the award-winning fourth hour of the show, it's an amazingly stupid piece of legislation. It's a land grab. Uh, We'll talk about it. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.